Hey everybody, welcome to Bloody Podcast After Hours. That's right. Lori's not here. No mm-hmm. kids allowed. Just adults behaving like adults and hearing about murder by women. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're grown and sexy ladies. Yeah. Remember when that became a thing, that saying, grown and sexy? Yeah. It's so annoying. So annoying. It just, it doesn't really, it's like, it makes sense, I guess, grammatically. But I was just like, grown and sexy, can't you just? I don't like grown and sexy. I don't like, I don't like when someone says, I'm a grown ass man. I, I, think I remember is. someone said it and I was just like, I hope that doesn't catch on. And then next, next thing you know, older fucking people are just like, he's a grown ass man. He can take care of himself. And it's just like, shut the fuck, just shut the fuck up. Stop <laughs> Stop trying to sound urban. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Yeah. You're an adult. <laughs> a grown and sexy adult. Oh, yeah. Oh, there it is. Yes. I am grown and sexy. <laughs> what if I got you a shirt that said grown and sexy, or a, a pants that said grown and sexy on the ass part? I would wear them. Like here, would you go outside? Yeah, I would like go to the 99. The 99 cent store is pretty much your house. You have to know. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah, because nobody there really. Come on. You're not going to bump into anybody you give, give a shit about or actually makes an impact on. I guarantee you if I wore those at Nordstrom, they would catch on. You think so? I think so. They'd be like, you and your husband have a thing, huh? Yes. Like, catch on how? <laughs> to like, the t- to the pants. The pants. What do you mean? The, the pants become trendy, like the juicy, like the juicy sweatpants. Ah, but this is a callback to it. So callbacks, you're right. It would probably catch on. Yeah. 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 It's like how everybody's wearing the clueless outfits nowadays. Yeah, that's true. What's up with the cl- What's up with the fucking the Crocs <laughs> though? That's like a thing now. Yeah, I don't know. I'll never understand. Those were never fucking cool. Well, you guys, you might have noticed that Lori isn't here today. She's busy. <laughs> you might have noticed. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> that the terrible Lori impression. <laughs> Lori is busy studying hard for finals. So, um, you know, because she's not here, I let myself fuck off more as opposed to doing more work. <laughs> ah, nice. That's smart. Yes. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how, but it. You know, it yeah. is what it is. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool phrase. <laughs> I'm a grown ass man. You're a grown ass woman, man. What? That's right. Man, it's dark in here. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, seriously, guys. Lori's taking the LSATs. Um. Yeah. Is that a thing? I don't think so. I don't think that's what she's doing. She's studying for the bar. Yeah, she's going to be a lawyer. That's That's what she's been talking about for the last year. I have not been listening. (laughs) (laughs) So Cash prepared like Lori normally prepares. And he watched uh, 15 minutes of Deadly Women. But to be fair, each woman is divided into 15-minute increments. So he did his research. Thank you. For 15 whole minutes. 
<laughs> then I had a sandwich. It was yeah, great. Uh, yeah. It made me miss Lori just a little less. <laughs> Glad I could help the void. So, guys, welcome to Bloody Podcast. Today, we are, first of all, we are Maria Felix and Ketchup Dubalik. Hi. <laughs> and today we're talking about dog and husband killer Shirley Allen. I like how you said dog first. That's more important. It's pretty important. We I all know. know that you don't kill the dog. You don't. You really don't. There's no need to kill the dog at all. Ever? I told you that I wanted to get this in one take. <laughs> Sorry. Honestly, as soon as I said ever, I was like, of course there's never a reason to kill a dog, you idiot. <laughs> was that a playful was that was that a play I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna encourage. Okay, don't engage. Don't engage. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, you go, I'll sit here and quit. <laughs> <laughs> so in nineteen eighty two, Shirley Dowd Allen was arrested after her husband, Lloyd Allen, forty years old, died of mysterious circumstances. Shirley was born Shirley Elizabeth Dowd in 1941 in St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis, Missouri. Sorry. I think that's like a thing. I'm not sure. I, it, it might be a thing. It's probably a thing. Yeah. Okay. Like Frisco. No. Does anybody say that? Is that just you? No, but I've heard people say Frisco. I feel like it's not a real thing. Like it sounds like the way St. Louis sounds where it's like no one says that. Fucking, what are you talking about? Otis Redding said it. Headed for the Frisco Bay. It's not, it's not a good, it's not a good nickname. Yeah, no. Saint it's Louis. Not, it sounds like too much like Crisco. <laughs> so I just imagine a town covered in lard. Yeah. And fat shortening. I know a chubby guy named Chris, and I kept on calling him Crisco, but I didn't call him that for that reason because he was really like shady. So I was like, hey, Crisco. What is what? It, how, shady? How shady as in like slippery. He's a slippery. No, character. no, I know that. <laughs> I know that. Okay. How does that translate? How does the word shady translate to co? Chris Co. Oh, but his name was Chris. It had nothing to do with it. It was just Crisco. But you said it was because he was real shady. Yeah, Crisco, slippery, Chris, slippery, Chris. Oh, Crisco. I get it. Yeah. He didn't take it that way. We're not friends. <laughs> <laughs> We don't know how much we don't know much about her past life, except that by the time that she met and married Lloyd, she had two teenage daughters and was about to be married for the sixth time. Sixth time? The sixth time, yeah. That wasn't in the fifteen minutes of the thing I saw. Huh. I know, so weird. They just didn't have time for it. That's six marriages. Six marriages? Jesus Christ. <laughs> The lady had problems. She, she a had problems. Yeah, she she had problems. Yes. <laughs> okay. Shirley married two times before 1968, with both marriages, both of those marriages ending in divorce. Summer of love, my ass. <laughs> Is that 68 I'm or guessing. 67? Probably. Yeah, I thought it was 69. Shit. <laughs> Fucking never mind. <laughs> <laughs> So I didn't find one of the husbands, but I did find a record of, of one of the other two husbands. His name was Paul Hawkins, mm. and he did survive Shirley. Good. He died at the age of 71 in 2007. So 
Okay. So he he you know he definitely he he made it out. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> and he had a full life. His tombstone reads like loving father, husband, et cetera, et cetera. So. Bullet dodger. Yes. Good buddy. <laughs> Bullet dodger. <laughs> it's true. Then in 1968, Shirley met and married her third husband, Joe Sinclair. They married in October, and the newlyweds seemed fine until around July 1969. There's, there you go. Summer of love. My ass. Yeah. <laughs> when Joe began feeling sick all the time. Not a fun oh, summer. That's not, no. a fun, that's not a fun summer. <laughs> that sucks. Being sick in the summertime? Yeah. I do remember being sick in the summertime when I was a kid. That sucked. Yeah. It's the worst because you can hear everybody outside playing and yeah. stuff. And he's not a kid either. He's an adult, which is even worse because you're like, I have all the things that I can go do. Mm-hmm. And everyone's having an extra good time this summer for some reason. And I'm here stuck at home with my shitty wife. Summer love. That's fucking so lame. He's like, everybody's out there fucking and having it up. Yeah. And I'm in here with a thermometer in my ass. Yeah. And Shirley feeding me apple juice. This is bullshit. It was bullshit. He began to suspect Shirley when he noticed that his coffee tasted funny. Hmm. And he went to the police. Then he got medical examinations that showed Joe had internal injuries from slowly being poisoned. So, instead of filing charges, though, he simply divorced Shirley and went along his way. I mean, you got to get out while you can. But yeah. it's also just like, make sure that that doesn't happen to anybody else. Because, but... yeah, that's the thing. If you don't press charges, they don't get arrested, then there's no record that they're doing this. I don't know. I don't know. I get it. I get why you had to go, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it was honestly more of a shame thing, especially because it's the 60s, you know? Yeah. Things are different. You know, you don't want to admit that your wife fooled you and almost killed you for months. <laughs> I you guess know, that's it's true. It's a different time. That's what I'm going to assume happened. Yeah. But who knows? You know, I could understand wanting to get away as quickly as possible, but still, nothing happened to Shirley. Mm-hmm. So... Then Shirley spends a few years alone and then meets John Gregg. In 1977, Shirley and John get married. And then in 1978, mm-hmm. John grows ill and then eventually dies. Goddamn shame. Goddamn shame. It's a great <laughs> year otherwise. <laughs> 77 or 78? 78. 78. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody spe- super special was born. Yeah. <laughs> it was my dad, guys. I'm no. not that old. <laughs> <laughs> but when Shirley tried to collect on John's life insurance policy, she is told that John's brother, not her, is named as his beneficiary. So Shirley doesn't get a dime. I remember this part of the 15 minutes because the, the reenactment actress, she threw up her hands in fury and she was like, God, oh, what the hell? Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> she punched the fridge. She did a good job. Yeah. She really did. Yeah. She was great. 
And then the cameraman did like a really good, interesting job of getting a lot of weird angles from her nose. <laughs> he did. And ah. so it made her seem very like sharp and severe. Yeah. Very skeletal yeah. frame for her face. <laughs> that dude did a good job too. Yeah. It was like lower the lights like 40%. Yeah. All right. This is going to kill. <laughs> so despite her freak out, nothing about Shirley's behavior is investigated. She's just moving along mm-hmm. this whole time. So then after Greg left her penniless, penniless, that's how she sees it, I would think. He's yeah. so pissed. Yeah, exactly. I can't get groceries. <laughs> Shirley doesn't, like, get a job or anything. Uh, she instead looks to marry again. All the, what were you going to say? I saw a photo of her. Mm-hmm. Not the most attractive person. She's just a regular blonde lady. Yeah, kind of drab. Kind of, like, big in the face, too. She had a big face. Kind of big in the face. I'm glad you said it. I saw her. I was like, who's a fucking big face? Um, <laughs> what man would want her? I'm wrong. Lots. Yeah, apparently at least six. Yeah, at least six dudes. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is the, a note, or not a note. There is a part of her trial where it, where it is talked about that she is a registered nurse. So I guess at some point she was a nurse, but I don't know. There's There seems to be, like, in the cases that we cover, mm-hmm. there's, like, a lot of nurses who don't want to be nurses. Yeah. Like, there's, like, a lot of nurses who are like, I'll be a nurse until I can kill or until <laughs> I, can, I can get married and then kill. Yeah. Or, or kill. get a reality show. Uh, yeah. I'll kill and fuck my way to the top. But until then, can I take a temperature? Yeah. It's super weird. <laughs> it's just so fucking strange. It's like, don't be a nurse if you don't want to be a nurse. Being being a nurse is an important job. That's true. To be fair, I only know extremely nice nurses. Yeah, I'm saying these are only the... <laughs> Obviously, it's a skewed study. No, of course. Because I'm only talking about the ones we've done on the podcast. Of course. No, I'm talking... But I'm just saying... I know extremely nice nurses, or I know really mean nurses. Yeah. And the mean nurses that I know, I'm like, yeah, I could. They could. Sure. They might kill a guy. Kill a guy. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what else? Mm. <laughs> what else? <laughs> what else? <laughs> I don't understand women like that commit crimes like these because this is more common than you think. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, just get a job, like just. I know it's the 60s and the 70s. It's a different time. I understand. But come on. Like, why is the only avenue marrying and then killing for money? Yeah. Can't can't you possibly find anything else to do? Yeah. Go be a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. It's the summer of 69. Yeah. You know? You got clients. Yeah. And also, it's not a time thing. I know plenty of pieces of shit. And when I'd be like, oh, it was the 80s. It was the 90s. It was the aughts. It was the 10s. Now, it's fucking 2021, and I still know pieces of shit. Would you just get a fucking job and stop trying to kill people? Yeah. I don't know killers. I don't know why I said that. You know what I'm saying, though? Yeah, you get it. 
it just doesn't make any sense. Okay, we're not trying to be unsympathetic with anybody, but surely in Shirley's case, it's like she clearly is able bodied, mm-hmm. is has enough energy to go get a goddamn job. Clearly, yeah, she's creative. She has the need because she has two little girls to take care of. Why not? And yet, <laughs> get a job, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> It's like my mom says, it's just like, if you don't have a job and you're bored of the time is when it's like idle hands do the devil's work. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, it also helps to be a piece of shit. But then again, that's why you don't have a job in the first place. Yeah, exactly. We are looking down on people today, but they're killers. So fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> so anyway, she marries again, mm. this time to sad sap Daniel Null. Don't be making fun of the null. <laughs> he ain't no sad sap. Well, that's true. It's, that's how he looked in the fucking the 15 minutes of the thing that we saw. He looked quite sad and quite, yeah. the, quite the sap. <laughs> they were like, he was known for smoking cigars and hanging out and watering the lawn. He's like, boom. <laughs> I guess I'll have another cigar. Was that Daniel or was that Lloyd? I think that was Daniel. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The one that dies uh, with his teeth bared. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't that him? No. That was the guy afterwards. I jumped. <laughs> what? I don't think. I think okay. It, no. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> so, although Shirley believes Daniel has also made her his beneficiary, uh, Daniel dies of an apparent heart attack shortly after they're married. Again, Shirley, her daughter's now teenagers, is left husbandless and penniless. Now, was did who did he leave his money to? So just somebody else. Just somebody else. Probably, probably his mother or something. It's a little bit of a fuzzy timeline because, at least the way that maybe you're looking at it, and anybody out there who saw the deadly women thing, because the deadly women thing doesn't mention all husbands. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, more than one guy didn't leave his money to her. But this guy is Dennis Null. Daniel Null. Daniel Null. I guess he couldn't get the marriage annulled in time. (laughs) No guitars today. No guitars. No guitars. Just... Especially because I know that's your second attempt at that joke. Yes, it was. (laughs) I liked your first one better. Yeah, you guys aren't going to hear it. I don't remember it. I remember it. What was it? I guess his life was null Null and void. void. (laughs) (laughs) It just came back. Okay, that's good. (laughs) And CIS. So... On the prowl again, (laughs) Shirley meets Lloyd Allen in 1981. Lloyd didn't have a family and was more than happy to take care of Shirley and her two girls. Lloyd is about 39 at this point. Mm. The girls also got along with Lloyd and grew close to him as their stepfather. Well, that's nice. That's nice. I also worry and wonder about these girls. Like, did they have to do this five more five times before? Yeah, I mean, that's got to put a little wear and tear on you. You know, it's like a little somebody we know. 
<laughs> yeah. Going around calling him Daddy Lloyd and oh, stuff. You better stop. <laughs> you better stop. Holy shit, guys. It's getting fucking hot in here. <laughs> We've had a rough week, week you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Let the spikes fall where they may. <laughs> Again, get a job. Just get a job. Just get a job. Um, <laughs> where were we? Damn, baby. That's like, <laughs> so, okay. So, um, I, I, I have a, I have a feeling mm-hmm. that the dog thing might have only been uh, effect and like done in effect for deadly women. I didn't find any mention of it later on in any of my other research. So, uh, in Deadly Women, it is portrayed that Shirley Allen, before she ch- kills Lloyd Allen, she practices on the family dog. With poison. With poison. And right. kills the family dog. One day it's super young and healthy, and then and the next day it's quickly dying, and then it dies within a few days. They did kind of come with a heavy hand about the dog they were like they were happy to be together but nothing made them happier than the family dog yeah it was and i'm like "Mm." yeah it's like a a family of four of two young adults and yeah and newlyweds and they're like nothing brought them closer (laughs) than spike they're like look at him look at him yeah this is that scene (laughs) where the daughter because that scene where the daughter's like mom i wanted to feed him yeah when i saw that i was like i've never been excited to like feed a dog i don't understand (laughs) yeah is is this like i I don't get it either i mean maybe they just made it up they were like we gotta make this case different throw a dog in there yeah everybody that that's the thing it's like everybody will yeah feel bad for the dog yeah people appreciate it yeah People will appreciate it. <laughs> well, we did. We named the the title. Yeah, that's right. after it. Yeah, that's right. so <laughs> we named the episode after it. Um, so in the episode, she kills the dog. Okay, we don't know if she really killed the dog. I personally don't think she needed the practice. Yeah, because she's already had quite a few guys. Right. To practice on. Also, there's never a good reason to kill a dog. I just want to reiterate that. There's never a good reason to kill a dog. So, only five months after they were married, Lloyd also begins to grow ill. Mm. When he mentions that his food tastes different, Shirley tells him it's because of an iron supplement that she put in his food. So, he did notice. Mm. He just believed her. Unlike, I think it was Joe Sinclair, yeah, who was like, "My coffee tastes funny." What'd you do to it? Yeah, I'll keep, I'll keep drinking it. He looks at her. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, takes a sip. Mm, you bitch. <laughs> Going to the police and fucking, we gotta get you. What was that? Nothing. Nothing. I said. <laughs> poor Lloyd was like, "Oh, did you add some Splenda?" Oh, yeah. poor Lloyd. It's sweeter. I like it. Yeah, I like you. They mentioned in in the uh, special there that antifreeze is notoriously sweet, which is what he, which is what she's been poisoning them with. Yeah, as yeah. we'll find out very shortly. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so 
Uh, he believes her that it's an iron supplement being put in his drink. Lloyd grows worse and worse. And Shirley's daughters, Norma and Paula, watch him slowly die. Daddy, da- Daddy Daniel. Wait, what's his name? Daddy Lloyd? Daddy Lloyd. <laughs> I'm sure they didn't say so exactly sad. that. <laughs> the girls would later say that they watched Shirley force drinks down Lloyd's throat in his weakest state. And spray bug spray and uh, spray bug spray in his face when he was semi-conscious. That reenactment part of the thing was nuts. First off, That's it looked like she was pouring lemon lime Gatorade down his throat, which I really can appreciate. Lemon lime party time. But also, the bug spray in the face to wake him up. She's like, maybe this will wake him up. And she's getting coats and coats on him and stuff like that. It's like in his eyes and stuff. I was like, I know it's a reenactment, man, but. Jesus Christ. Yeah, even if it's a reenactment, whatever she was spraying in his face was an aerosol thing, too, for the actors. It's like, what are you spraying on his face? Right? I guess it might have been, like, snow, like fake snow. Still, that stuff's not fucking from the earth. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, it's not from the earth, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Give that actor a prompt. He was like, oh, this sucks. Yeah, he's like, we gotta do it seven more times. He's like, uh, a method, man. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this blows. This also makes me think twice about when, uh, whenever you have a drink and you're like, this tastes kind of different. You know how sometimes you'll keep drinking it? Mm-hmm. Other times you'll throw it away. Like if it's a flat soda, mm-hmm. you'll be like, like. Somebody fucking opened that shit up. Yeah. But sometimes th- you're like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's rare now. But if something's weird or off now, I'm like, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. nope. No. Nope. I'll send it back. Tamper seal intact. Yes. Unless you made it. In that case, I shut up. Because everything you make is delicious. Aww. <laughs> that was a moment of me starting to talk and I was just like, what are you saying? <laughs> Very sweet. I remember I started being super paranoid about this, the tamper seal when the Tylenol uh, killings happen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I heard about them when I was a child, and I was like, oh. mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I get kind of nervous. We drink some spark. We drink sparkling ice. It's fantastic. It's the best. Um, the show's brought to you by our sponsor, Sparkling Ice. Uh, but keeps us going. <clears throat> all day long and night. So I'll go to the food for lunch or something and pick it up, and then I guess I'm picking them up randomly one or two are open where somebody some fucking <laughs> somebody's some tried shit stain <laughs> somebody's tried them. in the stores just like oh, is this one good oh, is this, how about this one and you're like you piece of shit you piece yeah. of shit it's disgusting it's 88 cents i think it's mostly always teenagers that do that older guys too ew yeah older people i'm not gonna disclude women oh <laughs> that's cash's rant <laughs> Got a lot of rants today. Um, <laughs> there were times when the daughters would try to help Lloyd and wanted to call an ambulance, but Shirley would say that he was fine and to not do a thing. Shirley told a neighbor that saw how bad Lloyd was uh, that he had an inoperable brain tumor and his death was imminent. Wow. Yeah. Creative again. She's creative. She's creative. Could have been working for an ad agency this whole time. Yeah. On November first, nineteen eighty-two, Lloyd died in his home in Phelps County, Missouri. After his death, 
Shirley moved to try to collect his 25,000 life insurance policy. I'm, I phrased that seems better when I wrote it. I don't mean she like moved. <laughs> like she moved. moved oh, she a, moved forward. To she go moved do it. forward. Yeah, um, she like, you know. Yeah, she didn't move to Bustled over. To go get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 25 grand, by the way. Not that much. Not that much. And with inflation, it's still only $69,000. Really? I yeah. was wondering. I was like, maybe it's a lot that bad, but no. No. It's like so low. It's it's like an under $100,000 life insurance policy. Mm. It's crazy to yeah. kill somebody for that. Jeez. It's like just really what it is. It's not it's a it's a insurance policy to cover the expense of like a, a funeral. Mhm. That's really what it's for. I mean, you could do it for 69,000. What the funeral? Yeah. Yes. Not that I look at funerals and figure out how, how much they are. <laughs> what kind of coffin can you get for that? I just want a bag. A bag? Yeah, like a big brown bag. A custom big brown bag. A custom one? What does it need to say on it? Um, I love you. Aww, don't say these things. I'm so sorry. I don't know. You didn't know where you were going with it. I didn't. <laughs> Still don't. I just want to be cremated. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's lay it all out here on the podcast. Okay. Okay. What you want? You want to be cremated. Okay. I really would like to be shot into space. I would like all my jewelry to be left to the dog. <laughs> Whichever dog may be in closest proximity at the time of my death. I, I want <laughs> all of my toys and collectibles that I make and the uh, um, six-scale Star Wars stuff that I build. I'd like that to be shot into space as well. Devoid of me. I'm naming things I don't really have. I have those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's good. Following his death, an anonymous phone call was placed to the local TV station. Again, this might just be Deadly Woman because I didn't find this anywhere else. Um, so supposedly, an anonymous phone call was placed and they said they told somebody at the TV station that they needed to look more into the death of, of Lloyd Allen. And that's it. Because... <laughs> And I don't think that's I don't think that's true yeah. because uh, court papers say that Norma called the police. I think she called the non-emergency line. But anyway, she called the police and she told an officer that she had quote the substance that her mom had had been giving to Lloyd. And when officers arrived at the home, Norma gave them a wine bottle that the police identified was full of antifreeze. Mm. Paula, the other sister, also gave testimony and evidence that she knew Lloyd had been poisoned by their mom. Even though Shirley insisted on a cre on cremation of Lloyd's body while this was all happening, an autopsy was ordered. Mm. Obviously, because this is crazy. You know, it's ironic that she used antifreeze because Shirley was so cold. 
You know, that was close to another uh, another joke I read about this mm-hmm. where um, <laughs> the writer, it was like on a random blog, and the writer said something like, uh, maybe she thought Floyd could have used a little bit of warming since he was married to one cold bitch. <laughs> I was like, that's good. That's a good one. That person should write for Deadly Women. Yeah, it's very... Because what I said, by the way, is from the Deadly Women episode. Oh, is it? It totally was. That's the thing the guy said. I think you were going to remember it. No. It's forgettable. But yeah, Deadly Women, have, they, that's the thing that they nail. They get it once in a while. A little the slice, puns. Little yeah, the little slice puns. slice of pun. <laughs> also, they define everything so cold and harshly. <laughs> So antifreeze was found in Lloyd's system and Shirley was arrested five days after Lloyd's death. Hmm. That's pretty gnarly. Five days? I mean, that's just you walking around being like, oh, I don't get caught. But she, why would she get caught? She's been doing this for such a long time now. Yeah. This exactly. Old- she probably doesn't feel like she'll get caught. She's like, Oh, they always just die and nobody asks me anything about it. Yeah, there's this old hatch. It's a strange, isn't it, officer? <laughs> it's so awful knowing like, cause the kids obviously know. Yeah. You know that Lloyd isn't the first. Right. And I wonder what conversation she'd have with them. You know? I mean She seems like we'll get to it right now. She seems like an awful mother. Like not just it was never about like, oh, I got to take care of my my kids. And I bet you if she did say something along those lines, it was mm-hmm. more like making them feel bad and being like, I have to kill men because of you. Oh, you know? yeah. Or something like that where she's like, you want your little Lisa Frank backpack and your, <laughs> and your pink cupcakes? Hi, don't you? You want to celebrate your birthday this year, don't you? Well, then I got to kill men. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta kill your daddy. Mom, why don't you just get a job? Shut the fuck up! <laughs> this is 1970, 80. It doesn't matter what time it is, that's not how it works. You know, I don't like the corporate world, and I also don't like authority figures, so I can't really have a job. <laughs> <laughs> I was a nurse! <laughs> <laughs> like, was? Yeah, Jesus. was, like, for a month. Yeah. Mom. <laughs> I don't like blood. (laughs) So Shirley remained in custody for around two years until she finally went to trial in 1984. The case had garnered some local attention and Shirley was dubbed in the media as a black widow. Newspapers mistakenly said she was married six times to five men, but it seems no man would be stupid enough to marry her twice. Right. Let's get that right. Yeah. I don't think that happened. So that didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> yeah. She married six men. You know, not five men and one of them twice. <laughs> that does happen though, right? People it does, are like, it they does. break up and then they're just like, what did we do? Oh, absolutely it happens. But I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there is also a case where some lady or man poisoned their partner and then they, they were like, the partner survived and then came back. It's like, ah, oh, you're not going to do it again. Yeah. I There's mean, no you way you'd do it again. You tried. We're fine, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're over it. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> What's that you putting in my drink? 
<laughs> oh, iron supplement? That's nice. Oh, cool. I'm going to get strong. <laughs> so her trial lasted four days. Mm-hmm. Both of her daughters testified against her. Nice. With Norma saying she watched Shirley pour antifreeze into Lloyd's drinks. For a reason that I personally couldn't find, the death penalty was taken off the table for Shirley. What? Yeah. So after four days, at 41 years old, Shirley was sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole in 50 years. Paula, her other daughter, initially refused to testify against her mother, but then changed her mind. Hmm. When she was asked why she had changed her mind, Paula said that she cha- that she did because she found out her mother and other people, I don't know who, were going to attempt to blame the murder on her and her niece, Tracy. What? Yeah. All of a sudden, there's a Tracy. Yeah, but who the fuck is this? I think it's... <laughs> I think it's a, so since the arrest, Paula had been living with her aunt, Clara, uh, which is Shirley's sister, mm-hmm. Clara Watts, mm. and her daughter. I think it was her daughter, Tracy. Oh, okay. But uh, I don't know how the mom, I would love to hear how the mom was like, I'm going to blame you. And, you know, I'm gonna, I don't know how old Tracy was, but I'm going to blame you and your five-year-old niece, Tracy. <laughs> you did it. No, no, You got no. the wine bottle full of oh, antifreeze. no. They're not going to buy it. Stop. Just get a job, sweetie. <laughs> Just get a job. I'm in jail. I can't now. Oh, there's always oh, an excuse. Yeah, now that. Why don't you work in the cafeteria, huh? <laughs> I don't want to ruin my nails. <laughs> uh, the lawyers, both sides, also noted that Paula was more willing to testify when she found out that the death penalty had been taken off the table for her mom. Just a note. Hmm. So I don't know. Uh, Norma, though, changed her testimony during one of her depositions and said that she never saw anything but but was just repeating what Paula told her she saw her mom doing. Oh, you little bitch. In 1983, when a detective questioned Norma, she admitted she changed her testimony because her mom had threatened to kill her if she didn't, when she would visit her in prison. Oh, you sad bitch. Yeah. That's sad. sad. Yeah. And so then they, she eventually stuck to her original because the trial was in 84. Mm. So she, you know, she's a, she, they're both, <laughs> God, bitch. they're both, <laughs> you just they're both <laughs> young girls who are being manipulated by their mom. Their mom is, their mom is Michelle Pfeiffer from White Oleander. Oh my God, you're back to White Oleander. <laughs> she totally is. She's in jail, she's oh in prison, and she's still like threatening to ruin their lives uh-huh. and not uh-huh. letting them move on. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she hates Claire's. And her sister's name is, is Claire. Claire, yeah. yeah Claire. Claire. Well, Claire. Mm. Yeah, it's close. Mm. Mm. People called her Claire for short. Did they? I don't know. You know what, honey? We'll, we'll say they did. They did. <laughs> guys, guys, Maria wants you to watch uh, White Oleander. Please. Yes. So Michelle Pfeiffer, Renee Zellweger, led film. <laughs> Adaption of the book by the same name. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times this week we've just been doing something and she's like, you know what this is like? 
kind of like White Oleander. White Oleander, like yeah, Oleander. yeah. I know. <laughs> no. Honey, you should kill this guy. <laughs> you know, at least Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> I can't stop. stop. Had more class with her poisoning. <laughs> it was from guess what? What? Well, guess. <laughs> guess what the poison was from? Um. Uh. The 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 poppy seed. The white oleander. Oh shit! Jesus Christ! <laughs> you just failed the major test. <laughs> we have to rewatch the movie now. <laughs> no! No! The poppy seed? What the fuck? The milk of the puppy. Yeah, milk of the puppy. <laughs> oh my god. Um Yeah, that sucks. That sucks. Every time you go to jail, your mom is just hounding you. Mm. And threatening to kill you. And it seems like she only did it to or I'm sure she tried to do it to Paula, but it seems like she affected Norma more. Yeah, she's the one who she's got like the hold on. I think so. She's like, I can get this little one. Yeah, it's super oh, that sad. Sucks. It's very sad. It's very sad. But what happened? Okay, so keep going. Mm-hmm. So after the trial and after her conviction, Daniel Null's family had his remains exhumed and tested for antifreeze. Mm. But no poison was found. None? No. No. So he really did die of a heart attack. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Then. During uh, during her stay in prison, Shirley tried to appeal at least twice. Mm. The first time in 87, she she questioned the, the validity of her daughter's testimony, of Norma's testimony specifically, and then complained that the prosecution tried to, to lead the jury to believe she was not a registered nurse. Cause, and then they showed this little expert excerpt of the... Uh, Of the dialogue. Mm, mm. And it was, the lawyer was like, if I were to say, it was pretty funny because the lawyer was like, if I were to say that there was a Darla Nichols and she checked the record of nurses for that time that you said you were registered. And then the other lawyer is like, I object. You're making up a person and they're not like, you're making up a theoretical person and asking, asking the, like defendant to speculate okay and the judge is like overruled i'll allow it so the guy's like so if there was a darla nichols say there was a darla nichols (laughs) and she theoretically checked the records for when you said you were a registered nurse (laughs) and she theoretically said that you weren't there (laughs) how would you feel about that (laughs) when i hear some of the mistakes and things that lawyers get away with i'm just like dude i would be I'd be a horrible, horrible, but super funny lawyer. Yeah. I would yeah. be so ridiculous. Like, if, if I if I could close a case and I knew what was going on and I was like, I can master this. I'm totally going to be a character, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm going to come in like the fucking, like, the, 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 the New York... Uh, public defender who doesn't know what's going on i'm like oh, guys i gotta say i got so many things going on this week oh jesus christ oh, what now oh my god like i'll wear a fake toupee and everything and then southern lawyer like 90 percent of the time yeah yana <laughs> i object i just i object i object so i'm from the good the good city of new york brooklyn bam boy 
trying to do right by my by my my surrogate uh, friend over here. <laughs> I just want to add like etiquette to everything. I object to Kate. <laughs> I eradicate. <laughs> I have to use the facilities to defecate to Kate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then she also, on top of the on top of the nurse thing uh, with Darla and Nichols, uh, she also complained <laughs> that the court was wrong, just like plain like wrong, uh, in talking to her sister Clara Watts. So that was denied. Mm. And then her second appeal in '95, she tried to complain that she had inadequate counsel this time, and that her case had too much publicity for a fair trial. Mm. And, again, called out her own daughter, Norma, and her testimony. Craziness. Norma and her are not tight. The worst mom in the world. Worst. I feel really bad for Norma. Yeah. Well, I mean, she stood up for herself. Yeah, but that's really hard. I mean, like, her mom's over there being, like, a real bitch. Yeah. A real bitch. Yeah. Uh, Her appeal was denied. Good. Yeah. And then Shirley spent the rest of her life in the Women's Eastern Reception and Diagnostic Correctional Center in Vandalia, Missouri, until she died oh. in 1998 yeah. at the age of 57. Pow! That's what you get, bitch! I'm sorry about the bitches. <laughs> it's, it's flying out this time. You have a lot of bitches. what's going on. Um, but she had it coming. She, she had did. it coming. She had it coming. <laughs> um, when I was looking at her, up her case, I found a disturbingly similar case mm. I want to tell you about real quick. Okay. It's weirdly, weirdly similar. And I, I, I don't know if this woman read about Shirley and was like, that's what I'm going to do. But in uh, if, Tuta... If you start to describe White Oleander, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, in 2010, Michelle Pfeiffer <laughs> embarked on a role that would change the cinematic <laughs> tapestry, for the, tapestry. Rest, for the rest of time. <laughs> Holy shit. I want to start saying that shit to people. Oh, it's going to change cinematic tapestry, yo. <laughs> in 2016. In 2016, a woman in Syracuse, New York, was convicted of fatally poisoning her husband with antifreeze. Oh. And in this one, trying to kill her daughter and frame her for the crime. Uh, the, actually, this is a, that's not when she committed the crime. This is when, in 2016 is when this woman died in prison. Mm. So Stacy Castor, 48... Uh, died while serving 51 years to life at Bedford Hills Correctional Facility. Uh, and it was because in 2009, she was convicted of killing her husband, David Castor, and trying to kill her daughter, Ashley Wallace, as part of a plot to pin the murder on her. Stacy was also convicted of filing a fake will to inherit her second husband's estate and was suspected of fatally poisoning her first husband mm. in 2000. So, weirdly similar. Yeah, it's almost like a copycat. Yeah, it's really, it's really weird. Hmm. Really weird. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She even wrote, I guess she even wrote a suicide note for her daughter that was going to be like part of her ploy. Mm. Yeah. Jeez, that's fucking low. And she wrote, 
antifree instead of antifreeze. Antifree? And in four places. <laughs> and an investigator testified earlier that Caster, the woman, not the daughter, mm-hmm. um, said antifree during an interview. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Takes a special kind. Special kind of idiot. Antifree. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's great. Where were they from? They were from Syracuse. Antifree. Nah. Nah. Yeah. I guess. It's, no, I mean, I don't mean yeah, like uh that's it. I don't know. Yeah. But it's closer. Yeah, it's weird. It's copycat. Starring Sigourney Weaver. Fantastic film. Yeah, not a bad one. Yeah. Well, anti-free you away. I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is nothing. Don't question me. <laughs> that is nothing. I, I have a job. <laughs> you do have a job. You do have a job. Get a job, everybody. <laughs> have a good night. Bye. <laughs>